Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Futures Report for Friday the 9th of August. I'm Anthony Day. Welcome to all my listeners, particularly my patrons who help to support the Sustainable Futures Report. Welcome if you're a new listener. I'm trying to increase the number of people who listen, and I've listed this report on a number of podcast platforms. We'll see what difference it makes. In the meantime, if you like the Sustainable Futures Report, please tell your friends. If you don't like it, please tell me. I had plans and endless material for this next episode, but then I was asked to appear on talk radio, and I thought I'd share the broadcast with you. It went like this. I got a text which said, Would you be free for a chat with Dan Wooten today about the birth date? Yes, it did say birth date, but I think they meant birth rate, in England and Wales at an all-time low. And then a further message Can I take a line on why you think it's so low? Well, I'm no population expert, so I sought out the origins of this story, which was a report from the Office of National Statistics, and I sent back an email which said, yes, the birth rate in England and Wales has reached its lowest level, according to a report from the ONS, but this is part of an ongoing trend. The birth rate declined over the last six years in England and Wales and in the rest of the world. One reason for the decline is an ageing population. Another is personal choice. Women are taking advantage of education and career opportunities and having children later. Couples are also delaying starting a family until they are able to buy a house. Family income levels and the government's withdrawal of benefits from the third child may also play a part. Hope this is what you wanted. I presume Dan will be asking whether I think this decline is a good thing didn't really think I'd been briefed about the interview. In fact, it turned out not to be an interview at all. Here's what happened. Drive with Dan Wooten on Talk Radio. So, of course, I did just mention Prince Harry, and this week he was on all of the newspaper front pages uh, after revealing that he's only going to have two kids max, two kids max with Meghan. Now, it's nothing to do with a personal preference, apparently, nothing to do with Meghan's age, nothing like that. It's to do with saving the planet. Because Prince Harry believes that he's got to help get the birth rate down low for the environment and for that uh, desperate desire to stop this uh, climate emergency taking over the earth. This is the same Prince Harry, of course, who took a helicopter and a private jet to get to the Google Camp posh climate change summit in Sicily this week. And then, very unfortunate timing for Prince Harry, because a new announcement today has revealed that the birth rate in England and Wales has actually hit its lowest levels since records began. So government statistics show that there were 657,076 live births in England and Wales last year. That's a fall of 3.2% from the previous year, and wait for it, down 10% from 2012. Now, as you would expect, the number of older people giving birth is going up, but the number of younger women giving birth is going down. And some analysts believe that the country could be in real trouble if the birth rate stays this low. 
So to discuss these stunning new statistics, I'm joined by Dr. Geeta Nagund, who is the medical director of Create Fertility, who thinks the government needs to take urgent action to address this low birth rate. And Anthony Day, who is an environment consultant. So Dr. Geeta, you disagree with Prince Harry then. You think that in fact, it's a bad thing for our birth rate to plunge to these record lows. Why? Look, um, the UK is grappling with an aging population, Dan. And we are actually facing a crisis when it comes to creation of families and birth rates. And, and really, the, the Office of National Statistics has just announced that uh, the birth rate in England and Wales has hit, has hit its lowest level since the records began. So there is this evidence of that is happening. And that is actually nothing but bad news when it comes to the long-term health of our economy and creation of families because we need a thriving birth rate which is essential to a healthy and sustainable economy but the current birth rates because if you see what uh, what the ONS figures are showing that the overall fertility rate stood at 1.7 children per woman in 2018 when whereas the replacement rate is around 2.1 children per woman. So we are below uh, what is required as a replacement rate. So we are talking about 2.1 children, two children. We are, that's what we're looking at for replacement rate. And there are a number of reasons why the birth rates have gone down. But what is urgent and important is that the government needs to come up with this radical policy rethink to address Britain's fertility crisis so that we actually help create families. And you said about women having children later, which is true. Um, And also we have to look at everything. We have to look at how can we help people to enter into parenthood early. So we are talking about supporting a family-friendly policy at the government level. So that includes the housing crisis, you know, um, that includes flexible working practices for women uh, to be able to have both family and a career, job sharing, mm. adequate maternity, paternity leave, childcare. Uh, there are a number of transformational family-friendly policies the government needs to adopt. In addition, we have got to address the fertility crisis. The current postcode lottery that exists for fertility treatment for IVF in the UK is totally unacceptable because, I don't know, I mean, I wrote a letter to, you know, many of our ministers just a a couple of weeks ago, which is trying to ask them, telling them the economic benefit because the scientific studies have shown that the lifetime economic value of a child born in the UK through tax and pension contributions is over £700,000, whereas it could take up to £20,000 even if you take up to four cycles of IVF to create a child. So the return on investment is huge, but we need... No, Many I know. Government I know. And, 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 no, absolutely. And as you pointed out, there are so many issues there, Dr. Geeta. So, look, Anthony Day, where yeah. do you stand on this from a position of Prince Harry on, on the one hand saying, in fact, we should stop giving birth to more than two children? And then you've got Dr. Geeta saying, well, 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 we've got a fertility crisis, in fact. These figures are bad. The country's got to do something about it. So it's two very mixed messages. Where do you stand? Well, I'm with Prince Harry. 
Really? Because, yes, because if we look at Britain, okay, uh, the um, p- population is at its lowest level. But this is part of a trend which has been going on since 1950, and it's in line with the rest of the world. We are getting population internationally under control. We're still above replacement level, but we've been saying for a long time, we've got seven, what is it, 7.8 billion people on the planet moving to nine or 10 by 2050. How on earth are we going to survive? Well, one of the ways we're going to survive is by keeping our level, uh, our, our, our population level down to replacement level and, and not um, increasing the, the birth rate, as the doctor suggests. So, Dr. Geeta, what do you say to that? We are not at replacement level. Let me correct that. We are below the replacement level. The ONS figures have shown that the overall fertility rates stood at 1.7 children per woman in 2018. That's for the UK. That's for the UK. Whereas the replacement level is 2.1 children per woman so we are not at the replacement level we but have not gone higher so so really what i'm saying is we are looking at two children okay we are, we are trying to help people who have no children who can't have children who have to postpone having children we are not actually talking about everyone who has had two children we we have got to help those who haven't got children, who are trying to have children, who have infertility problems, and who have to postpone having children due to the social crisis, as well as the crisis when it comes to not having family-friendly policies. So I am calling for the Treasury, the Works and Pensions Department, Women and Equalities, as well as our National Health Service, to come together to address this. So, Anthony Dave, isn't the point then... And, and and you might not want to hear this, you might not want to admit it, but isn't the point that this has to be a philosophy or a statistic that is different country to country? Because as a Western country and a rich country, we actually need more of our own people in order to keep our economy going in order to fund all of uh, the people who are getting old. And in fact, there are other countries which might be poorer where they should look at decreasing the birth rate. So maybe this is something where Prince Harry was wrong because in fact, in this country, it's a good idea to have more kids. Well, if, if you increase the number of kids in this country, they will get old and they will also need care. We can address that in two ways. One is by migration. And we have an awful lot of people working in care homes, for example, who do come from uh, the EU and further afield. But the other thing we've got to take into account uh, is that artificial intelligence, which everybody is talking about, AI is going to transform so many things. And uh, again, the, the need for care will also decline as we improve the health of older people, and it is improving dramatically. So uh, we are going to actually create a problem for the planet and a problem for ourselves, because although you may talk about the uh, investment, you may talk about the return uh, on individual people in a Western country uh, being much greater than it is elsewhere in the world, their impact on the world, uh, the carbon footprint, the use of resources and everything else is dramatically greater than an awful lot of other people in the world. So, no, the prince is right. We've got in this country to stay uh, at two children. And as I said before, the, uh, the, the earth at the moment is at 2.4. And as the doctor said, 
the replacement level is 2.1. We've got to get that average down to 2.1 because we will not be able to feed people and it'll be all very well for us to sit in our ivory towers in our prosperous Western nation and accept the fact that people elsewhere are starving because there are too many people in the world. Well, Dr Nita? I I just would like to say the ONS figures show an overall fertility rate at 1.7 in 2018. In the UK. It is quite in the UK. And I just would like to re-emphasize here, we are trying here to help people who want to have children, have no children, who have to postpone or who have infertility problems. So we are not talking about you know, people having more than two children. And the secondly, we do need children to fight for well, environment. It's, it's, and, it's, it's, actually... and I just want to quickly look at the issue about why this is happening as well, because I was very yeah. taken by a comment from Kathy Gingell, who is the co-editor of the Conservative Women website. And she said this in the Daily Mail today. She said of these figures that they appear to herald a long-term decline in the numbers of babies. And she says this is a tribute to the power of feminism, which has persuaded politicians that the only value a woman has is in the labour force and that there is no value in marriage in the domestic sphere. Women are now put off by having children by the tax system and by the constant pressure to stay at work. This is a social disaster. So can I just quickly both get your response on this? In fact, perhaps there's an issue with feminism, according to her. Who um, do you want to go first? Dr. Geeta, <laughs> you respond first. Yeah. And then I'll get okay, no, I do not believe that. I see women, I've been doing that for the last 30 years in my career, who want to have children and family, uh, children and career, okay? The problem is not having these um, policies supporting families and also, you know, women leaving it late because of number of these reasons and not having a suitable partner leaving it late. So it is not anything to do with them just wanting to have a career at all. And that you will see that from many backgrounds. And we are now helping LGBT plus community to have children. They mm. need fertility treatment as well. well exactly. And that need could be a good way. Anthony yeah, Day, absolutely. what about you? What about you? Well, I think if, if women wish to have a career, then why they, they, they should. And I think that is a significant um, uh, factor, which is, is delaying uh, births and, and probably reducing the number of births. But if I may, I just want to come back on the point of infertility. Infertility is not um, cited by the ONS as a cause of this uh, decline. But I would agree with the doctor that those people who cannot conceive because they have infertility problems, physical problems, yes, I, I support your help, your, the help that you're giving those those people because it's very, very important to them. Well, absolutely fascinating debate. Two very different positions. Dr. Geeta Nangurd is the medical director of Create Fertility. And that was Anthony Day. Well, I had no idea that there was going to be a discussion. I've been on talk radio a number of times and it's just been me and the presenter. I clearly disagreed with Dr. Gita. She appears to be an infertility expert, and I'd certainly support anything she can do to help childless couples. Where I disagreed with her was her suggestion that the government should take action to encourage people to have more children and to raise the UK birth rate back up to replacement level. As I said, if we do that, then we are contributing to global population growth and children born in Western nations have a much more serious impact on the world than those born elsewhere. I'm very relaxed about a possible decline in the UK population. It would reduce the pressure on schools, on hospitals and doctor's surgeries, on housing, and on the whole range of public services. It might cut traffic jams a bit as well. 
If we have skill gaps, in some cases migration can provide a solution. We're warned that artificial intelligence is likely to take away jobs, so it clearly makes no sense to bring up children to unemployment. And it'll be 20 years plus before children born this year will be able to fill those skill gaps. I got another text from Talk Radio the next day. Would you be free for a chat with Katie Perrier about some people opting not to have kids because they are scared for the planet? Actually, I had a very busy weekend and I didn't see the message until after the broadcast had gone out. I was sorry I missed it, because my view is that everyone has a right to a family, as long as they have no more than two children. And if they already have more than two children, well, every child should be loved and cherished and brought up to be environmentally aware. There's been pressure from certain reports and articles which suggest that having a child causes the greatest carbon footprint of all. In fact, I commented on the work of Seth Wines last July and the previous April. He suggested that having a child would lead to a carbon footprint of some 60 tonnes per annum. Apparently he has a new book out about how to live a low-carbon lifestyle. It was reviewed in the I newspaper this last weekend. The reviewer says, Having fewer children, annual saving 58.6 tonnes each. Although it is in his PhD thesis, Wines left this one out of his book. Hardly surprising when his PhD thesis attracted wide criticism for misinterpreting previous research and drawing what many saw as totally false conclusions. No one should be browbeaten into not having children because of their effect on the planet. There is no doubt that children will face a challenging future, as we all do already, but that's another issue. And finally, a few points from the news. In Shooting the Messenger Corner, we have Australian journalist Andrew Bolt, who commented on Greta Thunberg's autism, calling her deeply disturbed, freakishly influential and strange. I have never seen a girl so young and with so many mental disorders treated by so many adults as a guru, he wrote. She responded, I am indeed deeply disturbed about the fact that these hate and conspiracy campaigns are allowed to go on and on and on, just because we children communicate and act on the science. Where are the adults? Also, in Shooting the Messenger Corner, we have Jair Bolsonaro, President of Brazil. Brazil's National Space Research Institute has released satellite data showing a rise in Amazon deforestation, which the far-right president has called lies. The director of the institute has been removed from his post. It's clear that the forces of denial are gathering, but however loud they shout, they won't change the science. The danger is that they might change the popular perception of the science, and they'll probably promote the ongoing lie that scientists are not yet sure. Our role is to tell the truth. That's it for another week. Thank you again for listening. In fact, more and more of you are listening and the audience reached record levels in July, even though there were only four Fridays and therefore only four episodes. We'll see how this month goes, but I am going to have the bank holiday weekend off. And that's it. I'm Anthony Day. That was the Sustainable Futures Report. Until next week. Until next week.